Welcome to the first of our all new Spar Talk interviews where we follow up one-on-one -on -one with some panelists from our full episodes. And who knows, maybe we'll uh, do some standalone interviews with those persons of interest that don't quite make it to the panel. And today we have our Trump voter from uh, episode one of season two, 2020, um, Andrew Ackner. He's an athlete and entrepreneur. Andrew, thanks for coming back and talking to me. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Andrew, it's been over a month since the election, and especially given everything that's happened. I was very curious about your takes on a few recent developments and wanted to ask you a question or two uh, that didn't occur to me uh, on the day. Uh, but first, I'd like your honest assessment uh, of the discussion we had. Um, needless to say, every other participant in the episode uh, despised your candidate, um, whether and whether you think that we're all suffering from uh, uh, Trump derangement syndrome or or not, uh, you must uh, you must be used to that to <laughs> some extent. Uh, but nonetheless, well, uh, you you seemed uh, one of the more eager, uh, very eager to to talk. So, yeah. So why is that? Um, I, I'm sorry, eager to talk. I, I was confused by the end of the question. You, you seemed eager to have this discussion. You get you returned your questionnaire uh, before anybody else, and and even oh, wow. when, even when I uh, I thought that we had a dropout that was probably going to derail the whole thing, you found a fill in pretty in pretty short order. Yeah, he dropped out too. Unfortunately, he did. But on the day, and I had a backup. Uh, fortunately for him, but yep. uh, but anyway, you. I, I just I was wondering why you were eager to were eager to talk to all of these people who you know might, for all you know, think that you're an evil son of a bitch for uh, supporting this one guy. Well, a lot of people think I'm an asshole. It's okay, you know. Right. It happens, but. Um, uh, in terms of why I want to, I don't want to live in an echo chamber and I don't want anybody else to live in an echo chamber. So I just wanted to share my perspective um, with your audience and with the other, uh, other uh, panelists. And I wanted to hear theirs because we all, it, everything's so divisive in the fact that we all get our news from different sources. Um, yeah. That it's, funny, it, it's, it's funny to me how many times I get told usually by boomers that I watch Fox News. I'm like, that's news to me that I watch Fox News. I, I don't. You don't watch I, Fox News? I don't get news from the television because it's all, they're all they're all feeding from the same trough. So. Well, that, that brings me nicely to my next uh, question. Uh, do you accept the declared results of this election? I don't, but I don't think that's going to matter. Um, I, think it's, I think it's maybe a 15% chance that SCOTUS gets involved. And out of that, maybe... I think if SCOTUS gets involved, it's going to switch the results. I just don't think it's likely that SCOTUS is going to get involved. So you agree with Donald Trump and his lawyers asserting widespread voter fraud? Uh, did I mean I, I as well as well as part of my question is, despite there being no evidence, but I assume you you think there is evidence? There's been no legally I think, presented. I think, I think there's ample evidence. I don't think you could get a criminal conviction out of this, but I think there's a preponderance of evidence. A preponderance of unlitigatable evidence, would you say? It's being litigated, so it's not unlitigatable. Well, most of most of the litigation's been dismissed, and and, and all of the uh, the um, what's what's the word uh, the audits 
Georgia's been audited three times now and still has uh, has it for Joe Biden. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll also the, the attorney general. I don't, think, and, I don't think it's likely that I, I think it's most likely that Biden is going to be your president elect and next president. Um, I think there's maybe a 15 percent chance that Trump is gets a second term. And um, the attorney general dismissed him as dubious too. Put let's as just as quickly as you can. What what uh, decided it for you? Just that Donald Trump said it, or or did you see something that seemed fishy to you? I've heard enough enough claims from uh, sources that I trust. I don't, I don't actually pay much attention to Trump's Twitter's Twitter feed or Trump in general. Um, I, I I pay attention to mostly. Uh, the news sources I watch on uh, YouTube, BitChute, um, and um, mostly analysis. And um, the sources I trust seem to t tend to lean towards the idea that Trump is uh, not going to be reelected, even though it's most likely, but not necessarily, um, the wrong answer. The wrong answer to how the how the electorate voted based on the states. So you, you you do believe that there was massive, unprecedented voter fraud in this election? Yes, and I, I don't think it was by, you know, voters without ID. Well, I, I think it was, I think it was by the institutions in the state that didn't want the result that actually should have happened. And uh, you just think that they're being clever by allowing so many down ballot Republicans to win? Well, I think uh, the same I, I ballots that had. I don't, I don't think I don't think they cared about the results of those ballots much to their mistake. But I, I don't. That's sort of my stance on that. Why Republicans were allowed to w win down ballot was because uh, they didn't care about those elections. All right. So um, in the show, you referred to yourself as a, a pretty much a single issue voter, um, yep. particularly with uh, tech censorship and free speech, at which, um, at which you said that while Trump wasn't great, uh, that he'd been better than any other president in your lifetime. Uh, during his Thanksgiving address, the president, for, for some reason, sat behind a cartoonishly tiny desk. I don't know <laughs> if you, you saw this. Um, he had, uh, and he also appeared to have a padded behind in some pictures, inspiring the top trending hashtag on Twitter, uh, Diaper Don. Uh, Trump attacked these uh, Twitter trends and shortly thereafter threatened to veto the defense bill if it uh, didn't include uh, a complete repeal of uh, Section uh, 230 of the, uh, the, the Fairness and Communications Act, I believe it is. Um, and uh, this would essentially, if it was repealed, make uh, make big tech platforms full publishers, right? Uh, subject to liability uh, for what their users post. And um, in my view, could potentially make them much more censorious as a result. Uh, first off, would you call yourself a free speech absolutist? For, for everything that's included in free speech, absolutely. And then, uh, so how does... I, I, how does I, would, this I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count uh, speech to incite, 
and uh, I would and you know what they call fighting words. I wouldn't call that and harassment. You know the exceptions to free speech that don't sure. really count as free speech because you're violating other people's the liberties. generally accepted ones. But even yeah. even people I think that accept that but are 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 uh, pretty strict on everything else. I would say probably are are would a lot of them would define themselves as absolutists. So yep. if so, how does uh, this move from Trump uh, gel with that? It is a huge mistake on his part. I would argue um, he's, he is wrong for the right reasons. I think there is a differentiation in enforcement, not necessarily politically, partially politically driven, mostly fiscally driven by the large tech firms to um, censor dissent. Um, in terms of what was you don't want a repeal of 230 i do not absolutely do not want a repeal of 230 he is absolutely wrong that's what i thought you were saying in the in the podcast when i was watching it but i wasn't sure yep yep, we do yep i i am a big proponent of 230 um um it's funny you know uh when trump said repeal and replace obamacare i liked the half that he worked towards I wasn't big on replacing, but I think we could use a repeal and replace of 230 with something that has more teeth or they need to enforce 230 more, mainly in terms of the big tech publish, big, they're not publishers, big tech platforms that do act as publishers, but don't face any repercussions uh, for uh, being a platform, which they're which they're not acting as. Right, I, and I could see it, uh, there being being some tweaking that that's needed. I don't particularly mind, you know, like uh, you know, like like I have an aunt, for instance, that like posts that's very pro Trump as well. Posts memes all the time that I have to consistently fact check. You, you, you know, you see. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, you have. I, I'm sure you have a, a similar relationship or something um you know with a family member um i don't like people who just post memes in general yeah so I, you know facebook my, started I saying that like very similar to george carlin i don't sure. I, I i like I, I like that there's people that support causes but i don't i would never wear a trump hat i would never have a bumpers a political bumper sticker because that's not what i'm about and i also don't like people that participate in social media and communicate without saying anything. Yeah. Well, I, I like that, to what people think I, I I'm more interested in someone's commentary on a meme than the meme itself. See, well, that's definitely my aunt. Uh, she, she, uh, I, I have it on uh, good authority. I mean, she has said as much to me that she doesn't even uh, read some of these things. Uh, that she passes on. And so I just have to like, well, hopefully this won't be passed on as, as fact. And, and uh, that's, that's an area where I do like some of the Facebook fact checking because it takes uh, a little bit of the effort off of that. I, I, I think that they, uh, I think that all of two, two thirty could use some tweaking, but uh, two, yeah, as, as you said, your big issue your one issue was that uh you didn't want 230 repealed and now and i don't think that i i would i would be very surprised right now if uh joe biden repealed it um but trump is holding up the defense bill which for all i care he can hold up the defense bill forever i don't i don't give a shit about the uh defense bill but um you know, he's holding it up specifically so that it is repealed. 
if you knew he would have done that before you had voted, would, would that single issue have, fl- have flipped your vote? No, because I think Biden, as bad as he as as bad as repealing 230 would be uh, of a mis- of a blow against free speech, I think Biden with being as corporate of a candidate as he is would be even worse for the internet and for free speech. And I, I think most of the big tech firms with their with what they're working on technology, I think 230 will protect the smaller will be used to protect, would be useful in protecting the smaller tech firms more so than the big ones because the big ones will eventually have the technology to just operate as publishers and they probably would lobby to repeal 230 at some point anyway. So essentially I think Trump is has the right idea in mind but he's really just playing into the big tech firms hands. Right. Um, and I, I think think he does often sometimes, (laughs) but he's an old man. He's not really, he's not really tech savvy. I think, I think, I think a lot of his, we'll call it shit posting on Twitter is actually his son probably doing it. Like, I don't think he's a tech, he's as tech savvy. I think he might be. Interesting. I've never heard that theory. Well, I've heard, I've heard that uh, Don Jr. actually has talked about how he's, uh, worried about his father's mental health. I don't know if you, you've read any of that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I so, I mean, I would be, you know, given ever, I think the tweets are part of that. So I, I would, I'd be surprised if, uh, if the, the, uh, instability the uh, the chaos um the chaos behind the tweets were was don jr you know, I, think, carefully I think curating. the chaos of trump publicly is also a work if you're going to use pro wrestling lingo i i think he's i think he's working right right um so lastly um this is something i didn't ask you on the podcast itself uh but but i uh thought in retrospect i should have um, so you, you call yourself, uh, barring a few things, uh, a free speech absolutist, uh, how can a free speech absolutist support a presidential candidate, uh, must be the only in history that, uh, gassed peaceful protesters in front of the white house, just so he could cross the street for a photo op at a church. I don't know that that happened. I wasn't really paying attention much to the protest. I'd have to fact check that before I give an answer. Well, uh, you should look into it uh, because I, I I don't know if it would have changed your mind, but there were peaceful protests. He um, Basically, he wanted to cross the street to uh, do a photo op where he's holding up a Bible. He was holding it upside down. Um, not that I don't, people focused on that. I don't think that. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about yeah, I, I don't I, care about it, but I'm, 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 I'm atheist, but, but I'm mostly apathy. What, what I was pissed off about is the, how he got there is gassing a bunch of peaceful protesters, but throwing pepper balls at them. I would, I would encourage you to look, I'll look into that. I'll, I'll look into it, but I, I, I get the impression based on what you're telling me is they probably tried to disperse the crowd so they were a safe distance for security purposes, and then the crowd refused to leave. So there is a gray area. For that, I don't think I don't. I, I, I think I think you should look into Andrew. I'll, I will look into it before. Yeah, I, I think you should look into it before uh, before you uh, get get too much on the record on because this is one thing. I mean, and I do I do believe that there we should have pretty strict free speech standards online, particularly because of uh, all this. But you know, we had people in uh, uh, we had 
uh, unmarked vans with feds coming out of it in Portland, grabbing people up, not reading them their rights, um, all directed by the, uh, the Bush administration um, during the protests. I would, I would definitely focus on these protests because especially as someone who thinks that, uh, uh, what was it? it was, you said tech censorship, free speech and uh, civil liberties. Civil liberties in general, yeah. I would look into the protests if I were. And also, I would say freeing up the market more would be my other main issue. Sure, but but, but I'm saying that look into the look into what some of the violations that the police committed during these protests, and I would say that um, that is that is a fight that I've I've not seen, for instance, libertarians absent on, but virtually absent on. So um, in, uh, in terms of the, uh, what happened in Seattle, from what I understand of it, they weren't peaceful protesters. There was, um, and they weren't, and most of the people that were uh, taken out uh, of the scene were either charged, not right away, but charged, or um, they were dropped off because they were dropped off to a safe location outside of that. But I could be mistaken. Well, in terms of in terms of police, I didn't bring up Seattle. You were talking about them taking them in unmarked vans. Uh, that might have happened in Seattle too. I was I was talking about Portland uh, specifically. That happened in Portland, Oregon, and then also in front of the White House, they were gassed. These are these were major. Yeah, we'll these were major protests that occurred in every major city in yeah, the United States. So on. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure that some of the, there was, there was some violence, there was some robbery or whatever. It was an insanely large protest. So, but I'm saying like, I'm, I'm not like people rob uh, people all the time and like take advantage of, uh, uh, you know, like uh, chaos or whatever. I, and I, I, I'm not excusing that by any means, but I will say I, um, we're not paying them taxes to not steal things. Exactly, and I'm I'm not I'm not a thin blue liner. I I I, I have I What's definitely have, I, I definitely have an aversion to police, mainly because we have too many bullshit laws that shouldn't even be on the books, let alone enforced. Sure, yeah. Um, and I'm definitely um, in terms of you know riots that happen. I definitely like the police in those instances. But I, 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 but I don't, I, I'm not a police defender, you know, for whatever they do. Some people, some people on the right are, but I, I don't defend abuse of authority from anybody. Uh, even though uh, Rudy Giuliani is the one making your case right now, it seems like the, the main one that's making your case, you can, you can uh, find some uh, amusement in his public uh, implosion right farting and melting all over himself and uh it's now funny. he has COVID-19 and <laughs> it's funny to me and I you know I I wasn't I have I haven't always been a Giuliani fan either just like I haven't been a Trump fan I think I mentioned this in the initial panel but in 2016 I, I had said that uh, I didn't like Trump in 2016 and I hated Hillary more and I considered Trump the lesser evil. What I believe I didn't mention is in the primaries, I, I was a lot more uh, 
left-leaning then on fiscal issues, and I was a Sanders supporter. And for left, more left reasons, I considered Hillary the lesser evil, not conservative libertarian reasons. Interesting. I want to point that out as well. Um, so... I think I was the opposite of you at the time. I was, I was, le- well, I was left leaning as well, but I did think of, well, I guess I, I didn't, it was a wash to me because of, because of some of the uh, war stuff and, and neoliberal, like, you know, uh, and free yeah. speech stuff. I thought she was bad on free speech, but I. Yeah, I, yeah, I, for I, sure. And ironically, um, I, I don't think I'd be a conservative libertarian today if it wasn't for Bernie Sanders endorsing Hillary. I think that really set the wheels in motion for me. Um, well, I, I might have ended up here anyway, but um, right. I, I do. I do like I, I to as I perceive it. Um, I like being on the underdog side, and I like. Uh, I mean, I, I get most of my morality from watching wrestling in the late '90s. So <laughs> my political awareness. So I definitely, I definitely like the asshole side of things. Sure. No, I mean, I, I can understand you. You get uh, getting some, uh, uh, definitely some themes from modern politics out of uh, wrestling. All, most yeah, of your morality is is another is another. Issue. No, not more morality. More. I, we'll that, have was to talk. Probably, that was probably an error in speech. Uh, more so, my political awareness. I, I, I like anti-establishment, rebelliousness. And I, who's your favorite wrestler? Um, then it was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, Stone, um, yeah, Steve Austin was uh, great. But um, now that I like know more about like how wrestling is produced, I, I think Macho Man Randy Savage is my favorite. Hell yeah, yeah. You you and, and I are. And I, I, that was a generation. I like Undertaker too, but he was old. He was getting old most of the air most of the time in wrestling that I was. Um, that I w- remember watching when it was new, because I was born in '90, right? So, right. but um, Macho Man, after watching his old promos from the '80s and mo- some of his work in earlier WCW. Oh yeah, him and Hulk Hogan. It's just like this. Well, I hate Hulk Hogan, but I, it's, I it, but it's Macho. but it's like the most it's the most like pulpy era of of wrestling ever, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Andrew, uh, thank you for being the first uh, one-on-one spar uh, of our one-on-one spar talk interviews. Um, out of our panelists, uh, we probably asked the most of you, and you delivered like a champ. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate you. See you next time.